Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. talk <laughs> i wish emoto recorded that you doing the yo-yo-yo because that was great sorry everyone that's uh for the i'm gonna steal a joke from one of my favorite podcasts that's for the 75 dollar and up patrons who are all watching live right now is this for tomorrow oh god no no this oh, okay. is for next saturday <laughs> okay good well i was wondering because like because i i couldn't remember maybe we did talk about it so i was like uh but uh, I thought this was like a, sort of like a bonus thing. So when you were like, oh, I'm going to kind of do it like a regular episode. I was like, oh, f- I hope this isn't for like tomorrow because he's going to have the worst night of his life. Oh, no, I wouldn't <laughs> do that to myself. God, no. I was hoping you wouldn't. <laughs> That's why I love recording with you, Doug, because you're a fellow podcaster <laughs> and you know what's up. <laughs> I'm a fellow editor. <laughs> That's true. Well, and podcast. Derek Derek and I were talking about this. Well, yeah, totally. Derek and I were talking about this. We were talking about how, like, amateur podcasters, it's, like, such a different world than professional podcasters. Because professional podcasters, like, typically break it into, like, a radio show. Like, you have your talent, your engineers, your producers, and all that sort of stuff. So we were saying, like, it's kind of funny with the pandemic. And I know you probably have noticed this, too. Like, so many people on professional podcasts who are typically talent have had to take on just the teeniest little bit of engineering and it's like they have lost their minds absolutely and it's funny because i'm you know derek and i were saying like we haven't lost quality at all in fact a quality of our podcast has only gone up right because there were no setbacks for us so we just continued to tweak and tweak and tweak and right our podcast probably sounds better than it did in march you know It's been a year. You know what? What? (laughs) (laughs) I've been meaning to do like this whole big post just reflecting on the year because I've consumed so much media this year, like more than any other year. I mean, I've been reading books, comics, Netflix, like catching up on uh, like straight binging like shows and movies. Like I feel like I'm running out of stuff and it's so great because I did this unprompted. So like Teresa and I have been watching the Mandalorian on the regular, mm-hmm. like every time a new one drops or like, right. Oh, sh- star Wars. And the Mandalorian is doing so much deep cuts this season that she's mm-hmm. like, can we just rewatch the movies? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, but a lot of this stuff was coming from the clone wars animated series. And I had never seen it. She had oh never my seen it. gosh. The Clone Wars, you've heard this a million times already. I'm not offering anything <laughs> new. The Clone Wars is like the best Star Wars content. It's not on film, but on on screen. Like it is I know. it is the best. Uh, like <laughs> And I I'm a Star Wars fan. Like I I I like all three trilogies. I don't oh, think yeah. any of them are garbage. I think the closest you get is like there's one movie that comes close to being garbage. One that's like, I don't know creeping in on it but what, for the most what, part star wars is what, fun. uh what's your garbage star wars movie which one um i think attack of the clones is like a genuinely not fun movie to watch for the most part <laughs> we watched that the other night i saw and i was like this how they set up this romance is horrible it's so yeah, bad it's it's really bad it's so bad it's not believable and i'm like 
Padme, why'd you stick with him after he well, like slaughtered people? Because George Lucas can't. Well, I yeah, <laughs> I know it's so problematic. That's George Lucas doesn't understand people and doesn't know how people speak <laughs> to one another. So my only criteria for Star Wars, because I'm I'm at peace with being a fan who yeah. like doesn't need to be an expert or care that much. Right. Like I just need to have fun doing something. Mm-hmm. And like my only criteria for Star Wars is like, am I having fun doing this? And right. for every single every single Star Wars movie I've ever watched, the answer is yes. Attack of the Clones is the only one that comes close. And it's really only, like you said, the Anakin and Padme stuff that I'm just like, this is such a f- chore. The rest of it is great. Without Anakin and Padme, the rest of that movie is f-ing awesome. Like, you got Yoda, lightsaber, like a yeah. ninja. Like, you know why he's the best Jedi. I know this is all just, like, typical fandom cycle garbage. Right. And I know that the only reason people are fine with the prequels is because there's a new trilogy, but I'm glad uh, on the surface, I'm glad mm-hmm. that we have finally accepted that the prequel trilogy is not like an abomination or a disgrace. It's like not. I, I had, I, I don't know if I actually ended up tweeting this or not because I, I tend to be careful yeah. um, and try not to be incendiary cause it's not worth it. But it's wild to me that we went so long. We, I mean, I didn't, but we just generally mm-hmm. went so long all over the prequel trilogy when without the prequel trilogy we would not have so much stuff we wouldn't we would have, not the have the clone wars, wars tv nope. show we wouldn't have ahsoka nope. we wouldn't have young obi-wan kenobi by ewan yep. mcgregor yep. we wouldn't have darth maul we wouldn't have duel of the fates we wouldn't have uh dooku or grievous oh both of God. which are like super underutilized in the movies but are dope characters in the clone wars we wouldn't have the clone army we wouldn't have we oh wouldn't my have God, Yoda. Rex we wouldn't have Cody. Yoda wielding a lightsaber. Yep. We wouldn't have like we wouldn't have Mace Windu, who's actually sucks, but he's a good character, even though he <laughs> sucks. Um, we wouldn't have like we wouldn't have so much stuff that everybody just like accepts as yeah. integral to Star Wars. Yeah. And it's like you all realize that came from the, the prequels. prequels. The prequels are jam packed mm-hmm. with stuff that we take for granted, and people for so long were just like but midichlorians and i'm like okay cool just ignore it no one <laughs> cares about midichlorians pod racing pay attention to pod racing that movie's climax demonstrates all four things that i think are absolutely essential to star wars which is yeah. space dog fights yep cool lightsaber battles yep. politics like gone completely awry yep and like battlefront yep all four of those things happen at the exact same time in star wars uh, episode one, get the f- out of here. Even though Duel of the Fates <laughs> is like really the only thing they nailed in that moment, it still does all four of those things at once. Star Wars is just so fun. It's, it's fun. fun. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> it's a fun. What is not fun about space wizards? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is not a Star Wars yeah, podcast. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. but um, our patrons are gonna get well. The two other top tier patrons who get the uncut, um, they're gonna love <laughs> Hope this. All enjoyed that. And now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Ay 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 ay! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. Today on the Power Hour, episode one hundred and seventy-two, Power Rangers Survivor Five: The Void pre-show. Recorded on December 4th, 2020. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Some Ranger Up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as Trekkie B47. And I'm Doug, also known as Icky Bully. 
This episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks to our $5 and above patrons, Chris P., Steve F., hey, we got Doug here, AJW, Tyler W., Tyler B., Tyler D., Eric D., Jacob P., Steve M., Liz M., Craig M., Callum M., Mason M., Hassan A., Bo H., Raheem Y., Derek G., and Teresa B. for supporting us this month. We also have another way you can support us, which is through our Amazon affiliate link. That will be on our website, uh, but it's also in the link that we have on our Twitter profile because we have a link tree now, and that's the easiest way to subscribe to any platform of the podcast and link to our website or social media profiles, and now our Amazon affiliate link where anything you purchase using that link helps the show. If you can't do Patreon, then buying something that you would normally on Amazon would also help the podcast with this link. That's it. That's out of the way. Hey, Doug. (laughs) Hi. Hi. (laughs) Well, it's that time of year again. It is. It is. It's Power Rangers Survivor. Yes. Which is perfect because there should be a season of Survivor on TV right now that would actually be ending in like three weeks. But, uh, you know, 2020 going to 2020. So, yeah, exactly. So to fill any Survivor fans out there, to fill the void in their hearts, uh, uh, see, uh, (laughs) this is Power Rangers Survivor 5, The Void pre-show so we are going to do a live event the actual live survivor but we promise it's not going to be five hours long (laughs) (laughs) we've taken measures to cut back (laughs) we're going to behave ourselves (laughs) yes so we're going to be doing things slightly differently and we're going to explain all of that that's what this pre-show is for And normally we do like a whole casting episode where we pick the casting. Well, Doug and I have already picked the cast and we're also going to be using this episode to announce the cast and maybe some of our decisions on why we chose them. So really this pre-show it's, it's going to be short, maybe an hour long and we'll announce when we're doing the live stream and all of that. So first, I just want to touch on a couple comics news. No big deal. Mighty Morphin Issue 2. By the time that uh, we release this, Mighty Morphin Issue 2 is already out. We have a preview and review at rangercommand.com. And coming up this coming Wednesday is Power Rangers Issue 2, which is out December 16th. And you can also go to rangercommand.com for a preview and a review of that issue as well. See, I'm like future proofing because I know <laughs> what I have to do. So yeah, that's that's just some news out of the way. This really isn't a typical episode of Ranger Command because it's it's Survivor time. Yeah. Yes. And we both get so excited about Survivor. So <laughs> this, this is my favorite time because I really get so creative with this. Like I love trying to search for high res pictures of our cast. I love doing (laughs) Photoshop. I I just, I love creating the graphics. I love creating the new logo, which I have some ideas for this new logo. Oh, Hey, here's a fun fact. All of our past power Rangers survivor season logos are actually on Ranger commands T public store. You can get a t-shirt. Oh my gosh. 
I didn't even know that. That's yeah. news to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. So I put I put all those designs up there and so we'll we'll also link that. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about Power Rangers Survivor 5, The Void. Let's talk about our format, Doug. So yeah. how did we decide to do things differently? Sure. So for, I would say, two reasons, we decided to yes. really <laughs> re-examine <laughs> how we operate mm-hmm. the actual Survivor sort of like simulation. Because yes. that's what this is. If you've never listened to one of the Power Rangers Survivor episodes, basically um, it's inspired by something that one of my favorite podcasts did a very long time ago. I don't even think they do it anymore. Where they would say like, hey, let's pick a TV show or let's pick a some sort of group of people and pretend they're on Survivor. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that'd be really fun to do with Power Rangers. And Eric was like, heck yeah, let's do it. So that's kind of the origin of it. And this is the the fifth time we've done it. The fifth um, time. Yeah. And since I think the second or the third season, this is reason mm-hmm. number one that we decided to sort of tweak things. Yes. Since the second or third season, Eric and I have tried really hard to think of ways that we can kind of remove our biases from the show. Yeah. Because obviously we have favorite Rangers um, and we can see things, you know, particular ways that, mm-hmm. that, and not other ways, right? So we've tried to like think of different ways to to remove our biases. I think this is probably our best attempt at doing that. Um, yes. But we've done things in the past before, like incorporating either dice more or trying to do like a mm-hmm. jury vote or things like that. That's one reason. The other reason is that we do want to do another <laughs> live stream because <laughs> we like that idea. But our yeah. last live stream went really, really long. It was over five hours. It was really long. And I think part of that is because we do get so excited about this stuff. And it mm-hmm. is so fun for us that we end up really getting into the nitty gritty about what's going to happen next. Yes. So in order to cut down on things and try to remove our own sort of personal feelings from it, we've tried to gamify this one as much as possible in such a way that we don't deliberate forever. <laughs> yes, yes. And this is this is more like an RPG, really. Y- yeah, it, it really is. It's like It's like an RPG where you and I, instead of being players, are like, producing a tv show yes right and then we're we're sort of making it and then the rpg plays out in front of us and i think that's actually kind of fun and kind of cool so this is going to be our most dice reliant season ever yes Um, and i think i think that's a good thing without getting into like super super details right uh, because that stuff might be boring basically dice are going to determine the outcome of the round, and then we are going to try to figure out how that thing happened. So it's a little bit RPG. It's a little bit improv for us. We get to be surprised now by results instead of deciding results. Which makes it more fun for us too. Yeah, yeah. Because we, I mean, we could be thrown for a loop, right? I think basically what we've decided is like through this method, we also could incorporate surprise injuries or surprise quits that we would never have really sort of volunteered before. And that's really exciting. Yeah. Or that we wouldn't want to do because (laughs) we like that particular ranger, which again is a bias. Right. And so this is going to allow for that, um, especially. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's really exciting. Another change that we sort of made is that in the first four seasons, Eric and I would choose a specific season of the American TV show Survivor. Right. To base, base it on. Mm-hmm. Right. And base our show on that. So we would go round by round and just sort of take our players and put them through that season. Yes. And we would almost we, go episode by episode of the real yeah, TV show. 
pretty much. Yeah, it, we we would. Yeah. That's fun because it, it gives us an opportunity to talk about a season that we really, really like. But I also think sometimes that contributed to our length of the episode because we'd be <laughs> like, remember that time? So in this season, we have sort of, like I said, played producer and we've built our own season based on our favorite elements of Survivor and our favorite pieces of Survivor, but there isn't a single season that this is based on. That way, every round feels like it's fun for us. Every element feels like something is a favorite to us, and we're less reliant on trying to to mimic what happened on the actual TV show. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun, I think, because the way Doug and I broke this down was that We each choose specific immunity challenges, regular team challenges, reward challenges, and then twists that we've liked throughout the 30 plus seasons of Survivor. Oh, gosh. (laughs) We just hit 40 this past year. (laughs) The 40 plus seasons of Survivor. (laughs) Real quick tangent. It's so funny to me that Survivor's been on for 20 years, 40 seasons, And um, there's like this little tiny mini renaissance happening as a result of the pandemic and people Mm -hmm. being at home and needing new things to watch. And I think a lot of people are looking for like, I just need something I can binge forever, (laughs) right? And with 40 seasons of Survivor, a lot of people were doing that. And and there are like famous stories of that, right? Like I think Kiki Palmer said that she was watching Survivor and Matthew McConaughey said that he was watching Survivor. Oh my god! But a lot of people are doing that, yeah. Yeah. And then – Within the past few weeks, Netflix dropped two seasons, and now even more people are like, whoa, this show's super cool. So there's like this new little (laughs) renaissance happening. It's like really, really beautiful. It's really beautiful. (laughs) I kind of have a side tangent with that. So Teresa and I have been watching this current season of Amazing Race. Oh, I'm so behind. I need to watch that. (laughs) And she was like, why don't you guys do a Power Rangers Amazing Race? Oh my god. Oh, hey, we could talk. We can talk about that. I think that might be the next evolution, but <laughs> but no, the reason we continue to do Power Rangers Survivor because this is the fifth time and the reason that you know, we want to change it up is because surprisingly, you guys listen. I <laughs> <laughs> I, I I joke around with Eric all the time. I'm like, why do people listen to this? It's so long. It's Survivor, which like no one ever talks to me about, despite me like screaming about it constantly. Yeah. So I'm like constantly pleasantly surprised that people are listening to this. So I'm yeah, I'm glad. I'm I'm so stoked people listen to these. And I think you know why I think it is, honestly? I think part of it might be Survivor, but I think sure. ultimately what we're doing is like a character exploration yes. of of a property that people like and know. And I think it's always kind of fun to put characters you like into new situations. Um, I think when we were brainstorming, I was saying like you could kind of do this with anything, and as long as you're mm-hmm. as long as you're exploring the characters and doing the thought experiment of like, oh my gosh, what if what if this character and that character met? What would that be like? We all do it anyway, whether we do it in our own heads, whether we do it on podcasts or we do it in fanfic, we're all doing yeah. it. So I think that's the appeal. And that's why it's so entertaining for us because it's fun to imagine these characters in these situations and meeting for the first time. And and we've joked on the podcast before, we did Power Rangers RPG before it was cool. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Like we had our sort of like slight twist on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were trying to figure out how we could do a role playing situation. Kinda. I mean, you mm-hmm. and I don't really role play, right. but there's some role playing in there. We tried. We want. We had dice. I think from the beginning. And uh, I don't know. Actually, did the first season have dice? I don't. The even first remember. season did not have dice. We we added that. Uh, I think the second season on. That makes I sense. Think the best one that we recorded just having the most fun was when Teresa was on for yeah. season three. I think I, that sounds right. That sounds, Be- yeah, no, it definitely was season three. Cause it was right before I moved states. Yes. And so that's why uh, season four and now five, that's why we've done them live streams because I love that in-person live element that it has. And obviously we re record all of them live and in person, but we want, especially with the last live stream we did, we wanted that feeling. It's like we wanted people to come to our virtual table. Yeah. Oh, totally. The more the merrier, honestly. And it was really mm-hmm. fun to see people kind of reacting to what we were doing. Yeah, that that was great. And so that's why we are evolving season five to gamify it more. It's going to be yeah. more fun for us. It's going to be more interactive for our audience that participates. And our goal is to shorten it. We don't want to go more than two and a half hours. Right. I, I think what we would want is to mimic the length of a show you might watch on Twitch. Yes. Obviously, it's different than than what you would watch on Twitch, but I don't think we necessarily want to go longer than that because that seems to be a good point for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really does. I would say max maybe three hours if we did like an intermission in the sure. middle of it. But that's it. As much as I love season four, you know, five and a half hours <laughs> like editing a podcast. That too. It's a little rough. Yeah, three hours is like my max if I'm if I'm trying to edit something. I, that's where I start losing my mind. But but we've we've been planning this one for a while, and we wanted to do it earlier in the year. But you know, Corona and pandemic and stuff. So and this is more this developed is more and produced than what we've done before. So yeah, I think we wanted to make sure we were on the same page and that it worked. And I think some of some of making sure it worked was just like letting it sit for a week after we talked. Yes, and like coming back to it and being like, okay, here's what I think may have may need to be tweaked from when we talked last. <laughs> yeah. So we, we have a lot of surprises for our listeners in store. We have just some great challenges. We've put power Rangers twists on challenges. Oh, that's something that our changes has, has allowed. Yes. It's allowed us to focus more on power Rangers. And this is still survivor, but it allows us to focus more on power Rangers and less on survivor like we're not using survivor as a crutch for something that's supposed to be like a character focused thing yes so expect the themes to be power rangers more infused like the the games that they play uh (laughs) the location which we'll talk about in in a second but this is truly i think the real fusion of survivor and power rangers but more on the power ranger side and yeah, i'm i'm really excited for that i think we would be really excited to see what we've come up with when we first were brainstorming the first one like mm-hmm. i think i think we'd be impressed with ourselves <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you could all see the document that eric and i have been working oh actually the God. multiple documents that we've been working with yes. to make sure that things make sense because a little bit of a tease like we've reworked how some of the challenges work yes. in real time. Mm-hmm. And they won't all be sort of 
tweaked because we want to make sure that things are smooth. But some of the challenges will work differently than they have in the past to try to mimic how a challenge would work in real life, but also Mm -hmm. to create some suspense and tension, uh, which we didn't necessarily have before. So I'm excited for some of those tweaked format challenges. And I'm looking forward really to the the gamification aspect of it, because now that dice rolls are making the majority of the decisions or almost every decision, it's truly out of our hands. <laughs> it really is. And I have no idea with this, with this cast of characters we're going to announce, yeah. I truly have no idea who is going to be the sole Survivor Ranger. Yeah, I'm really excited about our cast, which we'll get to in a little bit, but I'm really excited because I was looking through it just earlier today and sort of like doing a breakdown demographically, mm-hmm. um, and it's a really cool, really cool cast. You know, on the topic of dice, I recently, as in like, I don't know, the past few days or so in relation to recording, I just won a giveaway from what? Norse Foundry through Perception Studios, which is like one of my <gasps> favorite, yeah, one of my favorite RPG channels. What? And it's like, I won like a set of metal dice. No, get out. <laughs> yeah. I've like I w- wanted one of those. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. I know. And I, the, the thing is, I have no idea when they're going to come. Um, so I'm not, I'm not promising that I'll be able to use metal <laughs> dice for our live stream, but oh boy, howdy. If those metal dice come in time, I oh, can't wow. wait to, to get some of those dice rolls real, real loud and crispy. And I, I still have, <laughs> I still have my dice mat that I bought last year specifically <laughs> for this. And I still have the big gigantic orange die. Yeah. We'll call that like the decider. That's the ultimate the decider. It's so the funny. Decider. Like when we did our second season, we were like, well, we're going to do dice, but like we should probably roll them really quietly. And I had the foam die. Them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then I don't know what changed between season two and three, but we were like, you know what? Screw it. Like we should hear the dice. It's such a satisfying noise. Like just let it happen. It's part of role playing. <laughs> that in particular was influenced by hyper fours. Because oh, yeah, that's a- right. Yeah. Apparently people like to hear dice being rolled. So we we're like, I do. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. Oh, I yeah. do too. It's highly satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> Especially through like, uh, I wish I had one of the, uh, the like dice towers, like a wooden dice tower. Oh, that sound is so beautiful. <laughs> oh, it, it really is. So let's talk about the setting. So yes. Power Rangers Survivor 5 is called The Void. And this is more of a back-to-basics season of Power Rangers Survivor, where the first couple seasons we had the Animarium. And what we wanted to do here was go to a more location-based Power Rangers Survivor season. And... Yeah, so we had like the Island of Illusion for season one, the Animarium Mm -hmm. for season two, and then season three and four, we're like heroes, helpers, haters, and... Yeah, it was more themed. Yeah, it was themed. So the past two seasons have been themed. We still had Power Rangers locations, but those two seasons, it wasn't really the big focus. Right. We're changing all of that with the void. (laughs) And if you don't know what the void is, that was the setting for the Power Rangers comic arc Beyond the Grid. Yes. And we're not going to talk about if people hated or loved it. I will say 
as a collection, it is worth the reread. I have the hardcover, I have the soft cover, I have all the variants, but the hardcover is freaking gorgeous and it really condenses everything into you read it in one sitting or multiple sittings, but you read it in a shorter period of time than it came out. It's more digestible. And I have come to appreciate Beyond the Grid a lot more over the years. Yeah, I love Beyond the Grid. I was really into it when it was happening. Um, and I really like a lot of the thematic stuff that it does that is different than what we're used to. And that's one mm-hmm. of the reasons I appreciate it. But even still, one of the things about The Void and this season being location focused is that this season is less about Beyond the Grid, the story, and more about The Void as kind of maybe the perfect setting for a Survivor season. Because <laughs> yeah. it's this weird, wild, sort of like hostile environment. And I think, you know, we were brainstorming locations and when The Void came up, we were both sort of like, oh, that's maybe perfect. <laughs> yeah, when when we had that revelation, I think either it was you or me, we audibly guessed. We were like, yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> Like, it was just like, oh my God, what? this is perfect. There's so much potential. And you dug in real deep with like all the stuff I did. that can be encountered in the <laughs> void. And I'm stoked about how much you've got here. It's great. Yeah. So, so we're going to do a, a little bit of a deep dive. And what excites me about this setting for the void is that the setting almost becomes another character. Yes. In Which our used story. to be so integral in Survivor. So I'm glad yes. that we're embracing that here. Yes, absolutely. So to give our listeners a breakdown, if trust me, if you have not read Beyond the Grid, do not worry. We're not going to leave you in the dust. Nor are we going to spoil anything. Yeah, we're not going to spoil anything. But we are going to use locations that were in that miniseries And what's great about it being a comics medium is that I get to use that artwork for the graphics (laughs) for the live stream. Which is so cool. Yeah. It's so great. It's like this beautiful, psychedelic, super colorful environment. And it's it's very cool. Yeah, that is cool because like people can go back and see these locations. The ranger artwork, the character artwork uh, towards the later half of Beyond the Grid. But but throughout the comic, one of the most visually striking things in that comic is the setting. And the colorists, the artists, the layouts did an amazing job of highlighting that truly the void in the comic almost felt like a character. It felt like the Mm -hmm. over the overarching character that was kind of bearing down on them constantly. Yeah. Well, and I think what it, what it is meant to be is an unfamiliar setting. And when you have Mm -hmm. power Rangers that have gone to space and you have power Rangers that have gone to the future and you have power Rangers that have gone all over all over reality, mm-hmm. you really need to have something striking to be unfamiliar to a Power Rangers property. And I think the void kind of nails that. It really was this this sort of surreal, wacky, kind of bonkers aesthetic that really felt unfamiliar. Yeah, it was it was insane. And the comic did a great job of highlighting that. So let's get into it. So the void overall is an unknown dimension existing outside of space and time. It's possibly the universe of the far future in a state of decay. 
This is the current home of the Solar Rangers, Remy and Ari, as well as the Crimson Raiders, which is the main villain group of that universe. The castaways for this season of Power Rangers Survivor will be stranded on the Splintered Star, which is a crystalline planet in the Ashen Nebula located inside the Void. The planet is made up of, and home to, raw zeocrystals. The setting includes rivers, waterfalls. It's really a hostile environment that includes locations like the Lagoon, the Fallen Forest, the Shadow Cavern, the Glut, (laughs) the Magmus Pit, the Purple Plains, and the Magnetic North. You know, it's so funny. Like I said, like, we're not going to spoil anything. And like, even as specific as we're getting about this location, it still like tells you nothing. It's like all just sort of like, wait, what in the world is this whole (laughs) glut thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Like if you, if you were like, uh, I have no idea what the void is. I feel like this should be enticing you. (laughs) Oh yeah. Magmus pit. (laughs) The Magmus pit. Yeah. It's these, it's these like. Uh, crazy names that are just like what is that and what's (laughs) funny is that for these particular ones when they're on the splintered star planet some of these locations only got like one panel each Mm -hmm. but there was enough in that panel where uh, i'm actually going to do some fun photoshop stuff with like real world location so that's going to be my whole weekend is making amazing (laughs) artwork in photoshop so i'm i'm excited for that that's why another reason i like doing this is because i get to be so creative too sure with this um indigenous life includes giant alien creatures that resemble earth's alligators crystal octopi spiders and crystal bat-like creatures Crystal Octopi, y'all. <laughs> what could be cooler than that? And Survivor is always known for its water-based locations and beaches and islands and <laughs> jungles and lagoons and deserts. Yeah. So really, we have the perfect location for those types of environments for Survivor. Yeah, I love it. I think it's it's perfect. I mean, there are survivor seasons that literally have wildlife that they have to worry about. One of them even has crocodiles. Like it's it's I mean, it's such a it's such a perfect <laughs> such a perfect location. I can't stop gushing about how great this is for a survivor season. Yes. And there's other named locations in the void, and Doug and I have to talk about where we're going to fit some of these yeah. into the challenges. But some of the challenges that we are planning will take them to other locations in the void beyond uh, the splintered star uh, by use of the Prometheus scout ship A-99, which is in Ooh. the comics. So <laughs> they'll get they'll get ferried around to a couple different challenges. But some of those locations include the Ruined Earth, hmm. Corundum 5, which is full of ancient temples from a long-lost civilization, with... <laughs> Madam Turnuck, uh, she is the leader of this world, an alien leader. We've got the Coral Craters, which is a stormy planet with intense lightning strikes and devastating <laughs> tides. I know exactly what challenge is going to end up there. <laughs> <laughs> we have 
the scorched planet with seas of magma and active volcanoes with an ashy atmosphere that blocks out the sun. And I would imagine the only way that plant life can survive is because of the glow of all the magma and volcanoes is reflected back from the ashy atmosphere back down onto the planet. Ooh. I know. (laughs) And we have the agate asteroids, which is a field of uh, purple-hued asteroids. So maybe it has its own atmosphere because they were on it in the (laughs) comics. The comics... You know, read the comics. It'll 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 read, get into read it. the comics. <laughs> I love this because all these locations until the asteroids all have like an analogous location on Survivor. Like yes. Survivor has ruins. Survivor has temples. Survivor has obviously they're on beaches, so it has like problems with tides and stuff. The and volcano Survivor has freaking volcanoes. Uh, Survivor like, Ven- Venatu. Yeah. There are seasons of Survivor where volcanoes erupt in the background, like as it's someone's incredible. giving a confessional, and they're like, whoa, what was that? <laughs> so we, as Survivor Power Rangers producers, yes. uh, we, we couldn't have come up with a better location, I think. I'm pumped, especially because our new format is going to allow us to explore it in ways we we were slightly restricted by in other seasons. Mm-hmm. So now we can do whatever we want. And who knows? This may become our Thailand. <laughs> yeah, hey, there you go. Our Thailand. <laughs> or wait. No, what's the one they keep going back to in Survivor? Oh, Fiji. Yeah, oh, yeah, Fiji. Yeah. Uh, th- this, the void could be our Fiji. <laughs> yeah, we could just stay there forever because it's so delightful. <laughs> All right, now we will move on to the casting. Yes. Do you want to, I should have asked you this beforehand, but do you want to run through the cast first and then do sort of a demographic thing? Or do you want to tease the cast with a demographic breakdown? Let's do the demographic breakdown first and then reveal the characters. And then people can guess based on the demographics. We'll tease them a bit, yeah. Yeah. So, Doug, if you want to break down the demographics for this season of Power Rangers Survivor. Sure. I do think, uh, confirm this for me. Yes, Um, I have the list open. I do believe that all of our players this season are new and have never played before, right? We don't have any returning folks or repeat folks. Uh, the only one that is returning or no, we didn't. I think Diva Tox is the only player to have played more than once. I think is what we yes. discovered. <laughs> so no, I think that's this right. is a brand new, new, mm-hmm. ca- there's a totally new cast. So all new, new folks, yes. which is exciting because in, in previous seasons, there have been players that we wanted to include, but realized we had too many people from this team or too many people from right. that sort of like role or whatever. So we still have folks that we, we've been wanting to get to. So this cast has nearly a 50-50 gender split. Nice thing about this mm-hmm. season being so dice-based and not being a real social game is that we can include characters kind of however... Um, I think we aimed for as even as possible, but when it boiled down to it, there were some characters we were like, oh, we just got to have that character. So we're yeah. almost at 50-50 gender split. We have 15 different teams represented. Which and that's I that's be Power Rangers teams. Yeah, Power Rangers teams or... Um, Season-ish things. Right, yeah. right. We have characters that correspond to 15 different Power Rangers teams. Yes. 
I was surprised by this because I wasn't keeping track while we were casting. Oh. But we have an incredible, incredibly even Oh, my split. God. How we did have, we do that? I, I don't know because we weren't trying. <laughs> <laughs> I think what we try to do is like, well, we got to make sure we have yeah. some representative for this color. But we don't typically try to like avoid too many. I think we've had seasons before yeah. that had like a bunch of yellow rangers and a bunch mm-hmm. of pink rangers. But this season we have two red rangers, two blue rangers, three yellow rangers, two black rangers, two pink rangers, and four rangers that have some other color, either because they're an extra ranger or they're uh, a sixth ranger or their color is just unconventional. Oh, wow. That is yeah. pretty even across the board. Right? Isn't that cool? That was not planned. We were doing that. No, it really wasn't. <laughs> we're just that good. <laughs> As far as non-rangers go, we did introduce yes. non-ranger characters in a previous previous iteration. We have three ally characters and two villain characters, which again, mm. pretty good even split there. So that's exciting. Um, we do have two pairs of characters that I won't reveal. Right. But we have two pairs of characters that are what we would call blood versus water style pairs. So in Survivor, a blood versus water pair is a pair of players that are intimately connected and would know each other very, very, very well prior mm-hmm. to the season beginning. Right. We have two of those, and we we did know that going in. We were kind of like, it would be kind of cool if we if we toyed with this idea. So we have two pairs like that. Yeah, we wanted to do a blood versus water element to it without doing a full season of blood versus water, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, because Power Rangers is a little bit confusing, or not confusing, but it complicates that a little bit because on Survivor, the premise is that everybody is a stranger to one another most of the time. And in blood versus water, you could be related, you could be married, you could be best friends. Like, you don't have to actually be blood related that's where the water part comes in um but on power rangers like anybody on the same season anybody on a crossover Mm -hmm. anybody related like they all technically would fall under that so doing a whole blood versus water season would kind of just look like most of our seasons because everybody kind of knew somebody yeah i was gonna say that in in all of our seasons of power rangers survivor we've had characters that interacted with each other before being in Power Rangers Survivor, whether it's through a crossover or team up or maybe some other media type of event. Right. This will be interesting this season because we, you and I, as the folks who Mm -hmm. deliberated on results would use that, right? We would say like, well, you know, obviously for example, Trini and Kimberly are friends. So like they probably would, would gravitate towards each other Mm -hmm. this season. Since so much of it is dice roll based, if you had Trini and Kimberly and they somehow were against each other, you and I would then have to create yeah. sort of like the story for how that happened, which I think is going to be really fun. Oh, yeah. It's it's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. We have about a handful of players that aren't from Earth, uh, either because they are a different species or they're a human from another planet or dimension or whatever. We have one robot character, which I'm always trying to make sure is represented as as best as I can. I've got a couple robot characters on deck for future seasons. (laughs) Nice. We have about a handful of older, in quotes, contestants. Survivor, as time has gone on, mm-hmm. has gotten worse and worse at like casting older folks. Like The older folks on Survivor are now like, 45! You know what I mean? <laughs> um, oh! 
I hate that for as an as an older 30 something. I know. Right. Well, just imagine this. If you and I were on Big Brother, you and I both would be like the old guys on Big Brother because everybody on that show is like 21. (laughs) (laughs) So on our season, we actually have some folks that are like genuinely like early seasons of Survivor older. But then we also have some folks basically what 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 we're qualifying here is just people who aren't like your teenagers with attitude or a conventional like core ranger team Mm -hmm. age Mm -hmm. obviously that's been sort of explored further with recent media which is really exciting but we've actually got a handful of those folks which is pretty good for a cast like this yeah absolutely and then uh we've got a this is going to be a massive spoiler for everybody (laughs) but we've got one child on the cast (laughs) which can't happen on the real survivor so why not explore it here (laughs) guess who it is everyone (laughs) Hi guys, I'm the new Survivor contestant. <laughs> and <laughs> everyone's like, "Is this legal?" And then we're gonna have some people on this cast as Survivor that are gonna be have the same look that Tanya did in the Turbo oh, movie, yeah. <laughs> for sure. I'd like to think that this this contestant is like the last person revealed. Like if oh, they're yeah. all if if they're releasing the cast to to each other like one player at a time, like they're running out of the jungle. I would like to think our child contestant is last and everyone's like, "Are you punking us right now? Is this, <laughs> is this real? Is he playing?" <laughs> all right. <But> yes. <laughs> so let's let's go down the list. I've got our massive document open. Yeah. Uh let's just alternate by announcing them. Okay. First off, I'm surprised. I was surprised we never had this particular ranger on uh, because he is the last Mighty Morphin based character that we have not had of the core team. Yep. It's Zach, Mighty Morphin Black. Yeah, I have to imagine the only reason we haven't cast Zach is that sort of situation we find ourselves in a lot where we're like, we really want to cast Zach, mm-hmm. but we've already included two Mighty Morphin Rangers right. or two Mighty Morphin characters. And since Mighty Morphin went on so long, you can kind of assume all of them are going to be represented on these casts at some point because mm-hmm. all of those characters are so fleshed out. So happy that Zach is finally playing because I guarantee you if we still had our brainstorming lists from the past, <laughs> he would have been on there many times. Yeah, absolutely. But what's great about holding on to Zach for so long is because now we can incorporate his time as an Omega Ranger as part of our experience in the lore yeah. of of his yeah. character. Yeah, for sure. Because as a general rule that we do sometimes break when it makes right. sense, we usually will consider the character's most updated appearance, personality and experience and appearance, yeah, mm-hmm. in the sort of official canon of, of yes. I almost said Star Wars, of Power Rangers. <laughs> so, uh, Guys, we, we had like a 30-minute discussion of Star Wars uh, pre-show <laughs> yeah, that our uh, patrons, <laughs> that our top-tier patrons are, will hear, but I, I will have some of that in our pre-show role. Sure. Why not, right? Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> it, was, it was good. <laughs> so yeah, Zach is finally here, and it's a it's a diff- like you said, a different version of Zach than we would have gotten had he been on the first season or the second season. Exactly. So this is exciting. Zach, a Black Ranger, another Black Ranger. Right after that, we have Carlos from In Space. Yes. Um, and obviously Turbo too. But right. like we said, we usually use the most recent. Um, so this is going to be Black Ranger Carlos from In Space. I'm I'm really excited for this because. 
I think Carlos is a genuine, uh, really nice character. I particularly liked the one where he teamed up with Adam. Oh, yeah. Uh, Always a Chance. So good. Uh, That was such a great Carlos-focused episode. I just really like that we have someone from a couple seasons of Power Rangers. He's one of those rare instances where he's been on uh, two different teams with two different sets of powers. So he's definitely a a little bit more experienced than some of the other ones that we have on here. Yeah, I'm excited for him to finally be here. Yeah. Another person that we have from a space-based season and somebody we've brainstormed before yes i remember i remember Mm -hmm. this person coming up and just coming shy yeah and it's long overdue but we have maya (laughs) from lost galaxy lost galaxy yellow ranger maya when i was looking up pictures for maya i dm'd you and i was like is this not most the most survivor (laughs) headshot ever for a ranger a hundred percent a hundred percent it's good that maya wasn't cast earlier because maya a hundred million thousand bazillion percent would win survivor every single time against literally anyone (laughs) so it's good that we are are less influential over the results this time yes because i feel like if you were actually playing it out if you were actually role-playing it like it would be so hard to be like well, I guess Maya's going to go home? Like, I don't know. Maya literally is like the perfect survivor. She is just so in tune with nature. <laughs> right. And it's like, that's what Survivor takes place on, is <laughs> right. in nature. She would be totally in her element. I I laugh Which every you- time I see the Lost Galaxy opening because it's got <laughs> that shot of her Tarzan swinging through the jungle. I'm like, if you want a survivor-based character, Maya right. is, like, perfectly equipped for any season. Right. And she's, like, largely inoffensive, like, socially and emotionally. So, like, on top of being somebody who, like, would thrive in a jungle, she's, like, Her social very- game. Right, she's very kind, <laughs> she's very loving, like, everybody has their quirks and, and weird things about them, but, like, could you build a better Survivor player in a Surviv- in a Power Rangers universe than Maya? <laughs> and, and, like I said, the picture I'm using for Maya, it's, like, right out of a Survivor <laughs> cast photo. It's, it's ridiculous. Perfect. Beautiful. Doug, this is your pick, and I'm yes. glad that you are announcing this, because this is... <laughs> Your robot representation. This is my robot representation. I have a few that I could have thrown out there, but this is one that has been uh, been bouncing around in my head for a while and couldn't be worse for a survivor environment because she <laughs> is a robot and she's very naive to a degree, at least early on or when yes. we first sort of meet her. Um, so uh, totally the opposite of Maya, but this is Sophie. Yes. From Power Rangers SPD. So this is our, our first ally character on here. Um, I'm very excited about this. I love Sophie. We got so little of her, and I've always, always, always wanted more. So yes. we can be the ones to explore that further. And I'm really excited for this pick because it gives me a chance to watch the rewatch the episodes that she's in. Yes. <laughs> I thought she showed up in the Shattered Grid story for SPD. I'll have to Ooh. reread that, but I think yeah, she did. Same. 
Um, that's why I, I like Sophie. The, Sophie is a great choice because we now have a chance to explore her character. We can do a deeper dive into her motivations through the game of Survivor. <laughs> and that's why I, I just like Survivor as a TV show in general is because as much as it is a physical game, this is a social game. Oh, yeah. Oh, especially now, like after mm-hmm. 40 seasons, it's it's always been a game, but now you've watched the game be played 40 times. So yes. it just elevates that sort of aspect every single time. So yeah, you're surviving. Yeah, you're not eating a lot. Yeah, you're sleeping like garbage, but ultimately you have to survive each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great tagline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Jeff Probst has said something to that effect before. (laughs) The next character I could not be more excited for. And it's time for Jack Deal Good Thomas. Oh, yeah. Hyper Force Yellow. Yes. So this is one of our quote unquote older contestants. Yeah. I love Jack from Hyper Force. I love Hyper Force you love uh, Hyperforce more than I do. Uh, I love Hyperforce so much. <laughs> and you don't know how deep I had to dive into Polly Schreier's Twitter to find that picture of him cosplaying as Jack. Oh, gosh. His For cosplay as Jack is so funny. Yeah. Because, like... <laughs> he grew out the mutton chops. Yeah, he did. He dyed the mutton chops, didn't yes. he? Yes. Or at least colored them temporarily. I yes. don't know how long that lasted. <laughs> But yeah, he did actually cosplay as his character, uh, which is a great service for our for our cast photos. We don't have to use like <laughs> a bunch of photos and like one drawing. <laughs> exactly. Um, but He's no, I, I, I'm really <sighs> excited about Jack. You know, as someone who is a larger body type, I am more mm-hmm. rotund. I do love Jack, not only because, you know, he's a great character, but there is that larger body type representation. And the fact that he's in Legacy Wars, I'm so glad I've got that skin. Yes. And he looks huge on the screen. He is awesome. He is a powerhouse, but also he's got a heart of gold. He is someone you can rely on 100% as a ranger and as a person. He, he is a fascinating person to put into a social situation because he's so – if you're not familiar with Hyperforce, you're not familiar with Jack from Hyperforce, he is a beat cop who is basically going back to the academy to be a Time Force officer. Mm-hmm. And he's he kind of has that mentality and he's a bit – it's funny because – He's played by the same person who played Bulk, but he has this sort of rigid <laughs> mentality about him. And yeah. his his journey on Hyperforce was breaking that down as opposed to Bulk, who sort of builds that up, right, mm-hmm. through being a junior cadet or whatever. So it's it's really cool. It's a fun character. And like you said, only so far, only Hyperforce and the comics have really been able to do these types of things right. where you have a character who – isn't a conventional Power Rangers body type. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it can't be erased. It can't be worked around. It just is what it is because it's an original character. And I I love that because when he was brought into Legacy Wars, you couldn't just pretend he was like every other Ranger. Mm-hmm. Right. He's not. He's different. He's not. And it's awesome. It, it's a first for so many people to see themselves yeah. in a Power Ranger like that. And so I love that he exists. I love that he's embraced. I love that he 
sort of is one of the, I guess, sort of like de facto representatives of Hyperforce because he's different. Mm -hmm. Just visually, um, I love that. It's great. But he's also just such a good character. And I oh, watch Hyperforce. I know yes. it's a huge investment. Break it down into like 30 minutes or 60 minutes, and it'll keep you entertained for like forever. There it's is so also good. a podcast version, just saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you can listen to it. What I also love about Jack is that finally, Pauly Schreier got to be a Power Ranger. Yes! Not a fantasy character, nope. Power Ranger. Not like a daydream Power Ranger character. Nope. Actually a Power Ranger. And he has embraced that so much. Oh, And yes. I, I love that he has. And this is not the first time we've had a Hyperforce Ranger on Power Ranger Survivor. Last season, we had Vesper on. Oh, oh, so good. Yep. And a robot. Another robot. A robot. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we had the best of both worlds. Exactly. Yeah. The, one of the best things about Hyperforce is that because it was... 75 hours of character driven content you really really got to know the hyperforce team Mm -hmm. and i think that's one of the reasons why people who watched it feel so attached to them is because you spent so much time with them as characters in a way that really we didn't have after mighty morphin because no series really got that deep with every single character and hey it's great for our game of survivor because we know jack Oh my gosh, we have so much content for Jack. I know exactly kind of like what he would be like hitting the beach. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) All right, go ahead and announce our next character. Yeah, you're not going to guess. I'm going to work backwards because people aren't going to guess who this is. (laughs) This is a Mighty Morphin representative. Yep. It's an ally character. So it's not a ranger, but it's, it's, it's an OG. This is... Ernie yes. from Ernie's Juice Bar. <laughs> yes. 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 Once, yes. once we opened the doors For to non ranger yep. characters, yeah, so many more characters are on the table. And I can't wait to explore further some of those characters because I already can think of some from our favorite seasons that will allow us to continue representing our favorite seasons because we've allowed allies. And Ernie, I think, would be such a funny, fun, lovable character yeah. to have. In a situation like this, I just imagine he's just like in the show. He's like the guy that everybody loves and gravitates to. <laughs> he's kind of a mentor to the mm-hmm. the civilian Power Rangers like Zordon is to the ar- armored up, I almost said for some reason. Uh, <laughs> the Power <morphed>. Rangers. <laughs> yeah, the morphed Rangers. Thank you. I know what Power Rangers is sometimes. So I think I think that would be a really fun, warm yeah. presence to have on, on a show like this. So I'm excited to see how that goes for him. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely going to be the confidant on whatever team that he's on. <laughs> and maybe the cook. <laughs> maybe. They're going to have to rely on him. It's, it's just pineapple smoothies yeah, the whole time. All smoothie island. Yep. <laughs> Can we chew something, Ernie? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited for this next character. Because she is such a strong and only female representative of her team. For real. And that is Tori from Ninja Storm. Yes. The amount of weight she had to carry is like the one female member of that team. And she carried it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sally Morin was amazing as Tori. And Tori is just such a great character because she filled the role that you know, first of all, Ninja Storm started out with such a small team 
a core team of three members that yeah. she got a lot more focus than I think, unfortunately, you know, a female character from other seasons might not have. Sure. I, I think she's she's probably one of the characters that is easiest to sort of understand mm-hmm. in a fully fleshed out way early on in that season. Like Dustin's funny, but I don't know that we totally get how he would react all the time. I feel like Tori, you kind of get right away. Like, oh, I know this girl. Like, I've met this girl. Yeah. Like, she's. A, I know exactly who she is. I know exactly what our conversations would be like. Um, and she's she's awesome. Plus, she's a surfer. Like, <laughs> I mean, hello. She's already associated with uh, the water, and yeah, I think she'd be great in water challenges, but. I, I really like Tori. She's got a very sarcastic, uh, snarky side to her. Very down to earth and practical. Yeah. Kind of balancing the more hot headedness of Shane and <laughs> the comedy of Dustin. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. She's so good. Next person on our list from Lightspeed Rescue. Oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of surprised we'd never used him before um because he's he's uh he's a favorite of many yes. but the titanium ranger ryan is on our cast here so Ooh. we get to see what ryan's up to ryan mitchell titanium yeah. ranger uh yeah and if you've been paying attention maybe that's one of the blood and water members it could be certainly could fit that bill <laughs> <laughs> but not only is he unique in power rangers for being the first american-made power ranger but he knows what it's like to survive yeah he's probably had one of the most traumatic (laughs) childhoods of any character in power rangers Mm -hmm. to be raised by demons as a pawn in their evil schemes and i think if anyone's had to endure hardship even through the season where you know, he's surviving in a desert. He's on this whole quest uh, to find himself and to trying to break the curse that he's under. Ryan has had to endure a lot. So I think he is a really strong candidate, and that's why we chose him for Power Rangers Survivor. Yeah, he's the guy who would come in and be like, Survivor, that's nothing. <laughs> I've got this. This I've is easy. This. You know what I've done? <laughs> <laughs> you you know what I've seen? <laughs> I've oh, seen gosh. things. <laughs> the next character is our first Red Ranger on the list. Yeah. And he is a... He was not the leader of his season, technically. But he was kind of forced into a situation and embraced it and grew and changed as an individual. And we have Wes from Power Rangers Time Force, the Red Time Force Ranger. Yeah. Wes on Survivor, I feel like, would be one of your sort of like <laughs> young, hot alpha male type yep. guys. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. And you need those guys on Survivor. They have mm-hmm. to be there, you know? Uh, so it's it's good that we still had him in the pool to throw in here because, yeah, he's he's had to adapt before. He's had to do it quickly, but he's also that hunky, cool kid that's always there on Survivor. <laughs> and he's kind of fun and jokey and yeah. not all the time he takes things quite as serious as some of the other members of his team. So he's definitely one of the unique p- red Power Rangers that 
is a little bit less serious. He mm-hmm. he's serious when he needs to be. And right. don't get me wrong, he can throw down, but I like that he has such a good-natured outlook on life. Yeah, totally. Our next cast member, another ally, although probably more accurately a mentor, yes, is from Wild Force and that is Shayla, Princess Shayla. Yes, we have a princess on the cast. (laughs) Who is so in tune with the environment. She is the spirit of of the earth almost. (laughs) (laughs) They literally played Survivor where she lives. Yes, yes. So she is no stranger to Power Rangers Survivor. She witnessed a whole season take place on her island. Does she have an advantage being behind the scenes for for that season? I think that's something we need to take into consideration. For Everybody watch out. Shayla knows what's up. (laughs) But she might be a little bit out of her environment this time because she's in a whole other universe on a totally different planet. And oh, yeah. we have no idea how she's going to interact with the animal spirits of the void. Right. And, <laughs> and you know, the animarium is very, you know, it's very, uh, what is the word I'm, I'm trying to think Idyllic. of? Lush and lively and, uh, and whatnot. And without getting into a whole lot, the void, um, not, not as much. Not as so. much. <laughs> No. Not sure if she'll get the same vibe and energy from the Void that she gets from the Animarium. Now, speaking of the Void. Yes. We had to include a ranger native to the Void. Home field advantage, question mark? Maybe, because <laughs> this is Ari, the solar ranger, uh, specifically yes. the purple solar ranger. Yes, Alarian, a.k.a. Ari. <laughs> yes, yes, Alarian. I, I do like her full name, but Ari works in a pinch. Yeah, and we'll probably use that most of the time because it's, it's quick, it's easy, and it's, it's what a lot of those characters call her anyway. Yeah, exactly. Ari was the star of Beyond the Grid. So for yep. those who may not have read it, we will do as much as we can to when the show is going on we will explore her character and and we'll let you know about her. But overall, she is another person that has had to survive really tough hardships. Very literally. Literally, yes. And she is the the keeper of her power. She has been entrusted with uh, the Solarix, which is what powers the Solar Rangers and gives her the powers as the Solar Ranger. It is the literal key to that (laughs) universe existing. And she's been given this tremendous responsibility that she had to rise to the challenge in Beyond the Grid. Yes, yes. Ah, she's so cool. Also represented in Legacy Wars, which is very, very awesome. Yes. And one of the very, very few officially recognized canon queer characters in Power Rangers. So that is very, very, very cool to have. Another another character like Jack that uh, people are seeing themselves through for the very first time, sort of officially, so... Love Ari. Love right. Ari. I love Ari so much. She's really great. Yeah. Sticking with the comics, we have another comics originating character here. One of our older characters. Prob- probably our oldest Might character? Might be the oldest character, yeah. 
because she's from the 1969 Mighty Morphin team, the leader of that team. This is the 1969 Red Ranger, Grace. Grace Sterling, who is leader of Promethea and is heavily involved in the entire Power Ranger comics uh, saga at this point. Um, Grace can be a bit stubborn, a bit hard-headed, But when she wants something, she knows how to get it. She knows the direction that she wants to go in. And you better get the hell out of her way because (laughs) she will do anything she can to get her goals. That can be a very endearing trait. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's an admirable trait. You know, someone is headstrong and going after what they want. But... It can be a bit abrasive on a show like Survivor. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's the type of thing that is perfect for this type of game because in her life, like you said, she knows exactly how to get what she wants. But in a game like this, you have to work with people and navigate other people. You're sort of evened out by the circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so that, you know, it'll be interesting to see how she fares. And I imagine if she doesn't fare well, it's because other people are threatened by how determined she is or stubborn she is or how strong she is, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. She's definitely going to be one to watch on this show. Absolutely, for sure. (laughs) Yes. Next up, we have another very strong female character. Oh, gosh. Literally very strong. She is literally very (laughs) strong. (laughs) But... She is ripped. She is also super smart. And we have Sarah, Ninja Steel Pink Ranger. Yeah. A a, a character that would have been impossible to cast on a brains versus brawn versus beauty season. Because she's she's all three. Literally all three. She's literally all three. (laughs) She's stunning. She's ripped. And she's smart. (laughs) She is. She is. Literally like the genius of the team that's just like inventing hoverboards and like making new technology in her spare time, but also has a six pack like more chiseled than anybody else (laughs) and is just stunning. Like what? Yeah. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) Full package. (laughs) Yeah. Sarah is a powerhouse and as producers of Power Rangers Survivor, we could not ignore her as that triple threat combo of brains Mm -hmm. versus beauty and brawn. And Ninja Steel, interestingly, is a season that was airing sort of in the middle of our series. I think Preston was our first representative. Yes. And that was on season three, maybe. So it's taken a while to get some of the more recent characters Mm -hmm. incorporated here because we needed to see what their personalities were like. And so it's nice to finally know sort of the established Ninja Steel team so we can play with them a little bit more accurately. Yeah, and Sarah is no stranger to teaming up with different Rangers of different eras. Oh, gosh. (laughs) That's right. She's met some of these people. (laughs) So I I think she's in... uh, She hasn't met any of these particular people. Um, Hasn't she met one of them? Oh, one of them, yes. Wes, yes. So, (laughs) oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. So she does have a connection there, but... Um, I think just in general, her personality is very bubbly and open 
and she will listen to anyone's needs or concerns. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's a very trusting character, but at the same time, she is a little bit hot-headed and very excitable. Excitable. I see her yes. being like maybe too energetic sometimes for for a setting like this. Yeah, which you know that might annoy people. That might uh, grate on on someone's nerves, but. She's really just someone who combines all the elements that you want to see in a Survivor contestant. And yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where she goes this season. Totally. Now, would you like me to do the next two together so that you can introduce the one after them? Yes, please. Perfect, (laughs) because we have a pair that just so happened to be on our roster together. So this is our second blood versus water pair, even though we technically didn't. We haven't announced the other, the other half one. of the yeah. first one, but this one we can do together. This is a pair from Dino Thunder. Yes. They are family. <laughs> so yes. they're a blood pair. And this is Trent, the white Ranger and Anton Mercer slash Mesagog, the primary villain. <laughs> oh, I am so excited for this because we have another heckle snide situation like we did last yeah! season. That's right. So we've got split personalities in work here. We almost have a, a bonus character, essentially. Yeah, that's kind of how we were that's kind of how we treated Heckle and Snide, where it was yep. like we kind of get two characters in one here because they do have such I mean, through through fantastical circumstances, of course, they mm-hmm. do have such completely different personalities, both Heckle and Snide and Anton Mercer and Mesagog. So I, I think it's easy to sort of speculate on what could get <laughs> Anton Mercer and Mesagog into trouble here. Trent, I think, is a bit more of a complicated case study for something like this. <laughs> right. And Trent is no stranger to the dark side, uh, <laughs> throwing back to a, a Star Wars thing. But no, he's he's been in that position where uh, Tommy Oliver was. He was an an evil ranger for a time, and he wasn't trusted. Obviously, he got through that. Oh, yeah, Sarah did meet Trent, too. What am I talking about? There you go. So she knows him. (laughs) But Trent is one of my favorite characters. I love that he's an artist. He's a creative person. When he wasn't evil, he's, he's actually a really nice guy. Pretty innocent in certain things. A bit shy, almost. A little bit more reserved and and laid back as well. And so I think he's going to be a little bit more uh, level-headed in this season of Power Rangers Survivor. I think that he's not... I think he might be the voice of reason for any arguments that might pop up. So we'll we'll see during the live show, but um, (laughs) I'm definitely betting on Trent to make it far. I'm hoping he does. (laughs) I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. I think it's an environment where you could thrive. Well, I'm glad you let me announce this one because <laughs> it's no secret that this is my favorite ranger of all time. He's everywhere on my social media. I'm surprised it took us, you know, almost uh, five years to get him on <laughs> to Power Rangers Survivor. But of course, it's Anubis Doggy Kruger, Shadow Ranger from SPD. He is not from Earth. He is an alien. He is an other ranger. And he has a connection to Sophie. Yeah. In fact, I think um, aside from Bridge, 
he had a really strong connection with Sophie because he literally had to defend her and, yeah. and come to her rescue. And honestly, looking at this roster, now that I'm sort of exploring it, Doggy that's might That's almost be... like a blood versus water. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, like, Doggy might be one of the most connected people on this season because he's yep. connected to Sophie. He's crossed over. He interacted with, if you haven't watched Hyperforce, sorry for this, but he's interacted with Hyperforce yep. before. He was an important character in the Hyperforce uh, story. So he's he's actually got quite a few connections. Sorry, but I, I have to shout out Zach from Hyperforce <laughs> because when I watched that episode, I never laughed so hard. He was so <laughs> incredible as, as Doggy Kruger. He like nailed down the rough and gruff exterior perfectly. Yeah, Zach Eubank as as Doggy Kruger was a, a delightful surprise. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's no secret. I love Doggy Kruger. He is a very strong mentor. He can be pretty stubborn in his own right as a mentor. Sure. Um, he's very headstrong, but only because he had to be. And mm-hmm. again, we're playing into that survivor aspect. And now that I'm I'm looking back... We have a lot of characters here that have went through some pretty traumatic (laughs) and devastating things that happened in their lives. Yeah, and we haven't even mentioned them all all the way through because, like, Maya, (laughs) Jack. Like, there's a lot of characters here who've gone through through some stuff. But what what better cast for The Void than a cast of characters who've already endured all of their trauma? (laughs) You know, no, this is perfect. And it's, it's kind of funny how this all worked out, but of course I'm rooting for doggy Kruger, but that's all the more reason why we had to make it more, take more of our bias out because if I had my way, doggy Kruger would win it hands down. And I think that's why he's kind of been held back from past seasons because I would be so biased against uh, uh, or for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone else is sus. (laughs) One thing I know exactly. Right. Can't trust any of y'all. One of the things that's so fun about this season and the way we've structured it is like you and I can explicitly state who we're rooting for. We've never been able to do that before because we've had to put ourselves in the position of not rooting for anybody. Mm -hmm. And we actually get to root for people this time. It's so exciting. Yeah. You know what? I I wasn't thinking about that before tonight, but yeah, I I can. (laughs) I can root for Doggy. And boy, am I going to be disappointed when he gets voted off. I was going to say, which means we can also be devastated. (laughs) Yes. All right, somebody I'm not rooting for and is probably <laughs> in my top two for, like, should be a first boot. Um, oh, my God. This is our only sort of, like, dynastic player to a degree because mm-hmm. they are very connected uh, familially to somebody who's played twice before. So Oh, I, I, I like that word. I like dynastically. That's, <laughs> that's our $10 word oh, for the you. day. <laughs> I went to school for five years to learn words like that, <laughs> just to use on our podcast here. We Survivor went through this weird, yes. actually all of CBS went through this <laughs> weird period where they were obsessed with one family, and it makes sense, I get it, the, the sort of originator of this character on TV yeah. really can be credited with like saving Survivor halfway through its life, so I have respect. But once that happened, they just would not let go of this family. So here's our representation of 
you know, the producers being obsessed with a particular family. In this case, it's Divatox's family, and we have Elgar here. Oh the my next, god. The next representative of that family cannot imagine he would do anywhere near as well as she did. I believe she did very well on her second time out, was it? Um, yeah, she made it to the jury. She was yeah. she was high up there. Yeah, right. So I, I I can see this would be the kind of character who would come and be like, I know all about this because I know somebody who played twice, and I've I've learned everything from her, and I'm going to be so great. And I, if it were me, I'd vote him out right away because I would not be able to handle it. Because that's going to be like insufferable at insufferable. some point. Yeah, but that's exactly why you put somebody like this on Survivor. <laughs> exactly, because <laughs> sometimes they go first. Sometimes they make it all the way to the end, mm-hmm. and you always feel something regardless. <laughs> so, yeah. So Elgar's here, everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to Elgar Town. Um, yep. Yeah, he is bumbling. He <laughs> is uh, incompetent at times. He is unintentionally funny most of the time. <laughs> Uh, due to situations beyond his control or because of him, I will be shocked if he makes it past uh, a few episodes of, oh boy. of Survivor. You got to vote this person out first. <laughs> but you know what's funny is if you don't vote them out first, then you he, have to bring him to the end. Because he's a, he would be a goat. Exactly. Yep. And in Survivor, goat does not mean greatest of all time. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it doesn't. Ba- you don't want to be goat you, <laughs> in Survivor. Uh, in Survivor, goat is like uh, like sacrificial lamb. Yeah, yeah. It's like somebody you bring, you, you put up with, and you take care of, and you sort of throw them oh, under the feed, bus at the feed end. Feed them and fatten them up, <laughs> yeah, for the slaughter at the end. Yeah, Exactly. That's what the goat is in Survivor. <laughs> Elgar, we're looking at you. Uh, one of the more uh, recent additions to yeah. the Power Rangers universe is our next contestant. It's Zoe, Beast Morphers Yellow Ranger. Oh, Zoe Reeves. She's, so she's going to be one of the youngest of the season. Oh, yeah. But technically legal to be on Survivor, the actual TV <laughs> like <one> show. Other. <laughs> Yep. And she has a very positive can-do attitude, uh, a very big heart, and much like Tori, the only female of her team, which, you know, for better or worse, but it makes her a stronger character and a stronger contestant of Survivor because even though she is so young, she's also very ambitious. And she's another yeah. one of those characters Kind of like Grace, where if she has a problem that she needs to solve, she's going to do everything in her power to make it right. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's interesting about Zoe and, and notable about what Beast Morphers allowed its characters to be is that Zoe, in certain circumstances, would make mistakes out of goodwill, right? Mm-hmm. Like she would try to do something that was good and find out that there was a better way to go around it. I think there's a little bit of a naivete about all the beast morphers rangers that makes them all very compelling. Um, And Zoe's no, no exception to that. And I think that's the type of thing that would be interesting on a show like this, because if you are one of the younger ones, if you are a bit impressionable Mm -hmm. or if you are prone to make mistakes because you think it's, it's good or you're, or you're sort of worried about the outcome, 
you know, that that could put her in a dangerous position, but she's also so freaking lovable. Like she's such a lovable character. It's hard not to gravitate towards her. She's just, she's really great. What you brought up are her naive nature, you know, someone that is impressionable. And you made a good point about the, the Beast Morphers Rangers is that, you know, essentially they're all Rangers in training and mm-hmm. they've been forced into a tough situation um, that they have a lot to learn about. And they're in this kind of militaristic organization, but they're very young. And that's why in Beast Morphers, you see them learning a lot of lessons, really exploring uh, some of those characters. They are flawed. They're not perfect Rangers. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what makes them a little bit more endearing, especially uh, Zoe in particular. And I'm I'm very interested to see how she'll interact with uh, some of the <laughs> other maybe more experienced Rangers on this season of Survivor. Totally. Another excitable character. I feel mm-hmm. like she'd get along well with Sarah, but the two of them together are probably very excited about like everything. So it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Somebody a bit more level-headed and very <laughs> professional at what she does um, and really incredible and and kind of the perfect person you would want in a Survivor situation Yeah, uh, because of what she does as a profession is the other half of the Lightspeed Rescue Blood versus Water pair uh, the pink Lightspeed Rescue Ranger, Dana. <laughs> Dana Mitchell, sister yeah. to uh, Ryan Mitchell. She is the pink Lightspeed Rescue Ranger. And you want a doctor on Survivor. Uh-huh. You want you want a medical uh, person on Survivor because who knows? There may be an injury in the actual season that will play. Yeah. And whoever ends up with her on their tribe is very lucky. <laughs> they they are very lucky. But Dana is very level-headed. She's almost like no nonsense, like, hey, I can get this done. And mm-hmm. that's why I like that we have her on Survivor because, you know, she balances out some of the more eccentric people that we have this season. And, you know, not just eccentric, eccentric but like bold personalities. Yeah. Dana's the type of person that if you were to put her on an actual season of Survivor, I would put money she on She would kick butt. <laughs> she, right, for real. Because like, she's, she's, like you said, a medical professional. She's like valuable. But, but she's she, also generally level-headed. She's super smart. She's kind of – she's like very inoffensive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's, she's somebody that would be easy to get along with but not somebody that you'd have to worry too much about like being – like clingy or like too much of really like she's she's sort of like a fully balanced package as opposed to like sarah who's a full package but like in your face the whole package (laughs) you know yeah and what i like about dana is that technically she's trained to be a ranger most of her life Oh, uh, that's so true. <laughs> as her father is the leader of Lightspeed Rescue. And so she's kind of been groomed for, I would think, any kind of survival situation. Because <laughs> you have a dad that's, you know, this militaristic figure who, I mean, we see it in Lightspeed Rescue. They're training and doing drills all the time. Yeah. So if anyone can do an obstacle course, I think Dana is (laughs) the perfect ranger for this. Yeah. Yeah. She'd be on top of it for sure. And (laughs) (laughs) the biggest surprise of all. (laughs) Hey guys, I'm the new survivor ranger. Uh, It's 
it's Justin from Turbo. Turbo He's Blue here, Ranger. Everyone. He's here. We did it. Yay. It was going to happen at some point. It because when to. you think of characters that are exceptional in that they are an exception <laughs> to the standard, <laughs> Justin's very high up there. Regardless of your feelings, he stands out for a very particular reason, and that is that he is a child. And Survivor, the real show... <laughs> Can legally never do that, ever. Nope, not allowed. Not allowed. Especially because he's like, how old is he, actually? Is he 12? Something around there? He's like 12. 13? Yeah. 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 He's a tween. Not even close. He's not even like a 17-year-old who's like turning 18 on day two of the show. Like, no. No, he's a tween. No business being out there. Yeah. This is the other one that I'm like, if he is not first boot, y'all are just, I don't even know. Like, what what are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Elgar, Justin, y'all need to get out. (laughs) Because we have the Rangers at the last time we saw them, last time we saw Justin, still a kid. Still a kid. (laughs) Still a kid. (laughs) And so in this universe, still a kid. Still a kid. (laughs) So... <laughs> He's someone that that is uh, not unfamiliar with space. He did team up with the Space Rangers in <laughs> True Blue true. to the Race Rescue. So, uh and he fought, I mean, in, during a season he fought an intergalactic space pirate um who got very far in Survivor. So, <laughs> uh he's going to know Elgar for sure. Mhm. There's true. there's going to be some tension there. And very it's true. it's funny that the two quote unquote worst characters for this <laughs> for survivor are the ones that are going to have the biggest beef with each other. And that's the thing that's so perfect. It's drama. This. Well, and that's the thing is like some of these characters might not be what folks look for in their power Rangers, but are exactly what you look for in survivor. I mean, yes. not child, not, not a child, but you know, <laughs> Somebody who's who's got a very unique perspective and a unique story. So Justin yeah. makes sense for our purposes. Yes. And there's a lot of material. I mean, Justin yeah. being the child on that team is blatantly the new character for that series and is explored in a way that other Power Rangers can't because he's mm-hmm. a child, you know? So we know a lot about him. We know how he thinks and it, it works for a character experiment, whether you are rooting for him or rooting against him. <laughs> Plus he is a child genius because he did skip grades to get into high school. So <laughs> that's how he got cast. He's like, I might be a 12 year old, but you know, intellectually I'm uh, 47. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what intellectual age is. That doesn't make any sense. No, but I mean, he, he is going to be witty and smart and, uh, I think people are going to underestimate him because he <laughs> is sure. a child. They're going to be like, what? It, like you said, they're going to be like, is this a joke? What is, what is yeah. this? This is the the way that, that Justin makes it far is people feeling bad that he's a child and feeling the need to take care of him and yeah. be like, we can't, we can't vote off the kid. We, we can't. And we have to keep him alive. Imagine the paperwork, you know? <laughs> so he's getting like the largest portion of rice He's like getting primo spot by the fire (laughs) or they're just getting rid of him. The the kind thing would just be vote him off. (laughs) We don't know. We don't know what the dice are going to roll. We have no idea. (laughs) He may be the one getting injured first. And then they're like, no, get the kid out of here. (laughs) We don't know. We don't know. Well, that's our cast, man. That is our cast. And I know 
in the past, we've had specific teams. We've had the evils, the goods of how we split. Um, right. So this is going to be a two-team season yeah. of Survivor. So we're going to have, because what, this is 20 people? So 20 people. We're going to have two teams of 10. We are not deciding teams now. That right. will happen in our live show, but the colors will be purple team and the orange team. Yes. Yes. For two good reasons. One, that is a very common tribe color breakdown on the actual so show survivor, but also those colors are important to the beyond the grid story. Hey, would you look at that? It's like we huh. planned it or something. Huh. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we'll have a purple tribe and an orange tribe yes uh they'll be revealed either on the live stream or um shortly before but yeah. somewhere around there yeah uh so stay tuned for that and plus purple and orange very rare to have those colors in power rangers as oh, a yeah, ranger color go. that uh, that's even better the sort of a third reason that we didn't even think about a, a tertiary yeah reason of of colors of why we chose everything so exactly we know hey, what do you want to do like a quick um since since we can root for people yeah like who, oh, are, yeah. who are the let's do more than one because I, I i could guess who you're rooting for at number one but well, let's um, do a are, top three yeah who are who are the three people you're rooting for uh from this cast so obviously dog doggy Kruger. I mean, totally. that's, that's default. Mm -hmm. I'm actually really rooting for Sophie SPD. Yeah. I know that's two SPD, but she, yeah. she's a, a, a real underdog in, yeah. in this, uh, not to make a doggy joke. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> she does work for, and therefore yes. work under. Yes. Doggy. Yes. <laughs> underdog. But, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> My third pick is actually going to be Grace Sterling. Ooh. I think she's got some stuff up her sleeve. Uh, she's had experience in this universe. Uh, I think she's got a, a, an advantage, not just in terms of uh, experience and, and age, but of brains as well. Yeah. And so nice. I think I think she's going to be a really strong contender. Yeah, I dig that. I dig that. How I about think you? For me, my number one that I'm rooting for—not that I'll rank them all—but I don't think this will be a surprise to anybody. I would really love to see Jack Dealgood Thomas, yes. Pepper Force Yellow, do very well in this situation. He's one of my favorite Rangers of all time. So of course I'm going to be pulling for him. I also would love to see Ari do well. Mm -hmm. um, I do love Beyond the Grid. I love the character of Ari. I love what both of those two characters represent for so many people. Um, and then I think also, I, I, I don't know that I realized this until we were discussing them. I think Dana is somebody that I'm rooting for. Yeah. I think she is kind of built like the perfect survivor player. I know we said Maya was, mm -hmm. but that's more from like an actual survival standpoint. Right. I think Dana is is genuinely the full package of of kind of good at everything you want in a survivor player, but not flashy about it, which is 
the perfect spot to be in. Yeah, so so kind of in the same position as Sarah, but Sarah's got that flashy personality that you were talking about. Exactly. Sarah's mm-hmm. a bit more, it, there's a bit more glitz and glamour to Sarah when you sort of mm-hmm. see what she can do. I mean, she's literally got a hoverboard that she's like flying around <laughs> on. Dana is like all those things, but with, with experience and with a more level head that comes with that experience. It's like a bit more disciplined. Yeah. Disciplined, a little bit more reservation in, in speaking out or just reservation in analyzing a situation before acting. Yeah. She's calculated. Yes. That's the difference. That's the, they're like, they're both full packages, but Dana is calculated and Sarah is impulsive. Yes. That's Which sort of is an explosive combination for Survivor the TV show. <laughs> yeah, love it, love it. <laughs> so, our premiere date, the live version of Power Rangers Survivor Season 5, The Void, will be Saturday, December 19th at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. You do not want to miss the live version of Power Rangers Survivor. I think this is going to be a ton of fun. We're going to be very interactive. We'll have the chat. Yes. We're so excited for the chat. We're going to (laughs) have, this is going to be so gamified. We're going to have dice rolls to decide major events, small events. We're, we are not in control. This is up to fate and chance, and we're letting it go into the wind. Right. We build the machine and hit start and let it go. And we let it go. (laughs) So this is going to be, I think, the most exciting Power Rangers Survivor. This is that's not hyperbole. That's not hyperbole. Hyperbole. Hyperforce. Um, <laughs> hyperforce. It, it's that's not hyperbole. This is. I think this is going to be a fantastic season of Power Rangers Survivor. We have put a lot of thought and planning into this, yeah. and I think it's going to be really incredible. So I am very excited for this. And yeah. do not worry if you miss the live stream. Of course, it'll be available on Ranger Command Power Hours YouTube channel, which has blown up this year. Like we have over <laughs> 700 subscribers. Nice. All because of a Beast Morphers Toy Fair video from like two years hey, ago. Um, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many of those people have actually listened to the podcast, but... They're certainly going to watch an episode of Power Rangers Survivor, (laughs) but no worries. If you miss the live stream, we will have it on our YouTube channel, but also we'll have it as a regular or an extra episode of the podcast, keeping the tradition of every one of these Survivor seasons or an extra episode of the podcast. This pre-show is the first one that's technically a regular episode, but this is hype. This is building hype. And that will be released on Saturday, December 26th. That will be the fully produced podcast version, you know, throwing in the sound effects, all the stuff. But who knows if I can figure it out for the stream, we'll have sound effects there, too. And (laughs) all, all that good stuff, all that good streamy stuff. Yeah. So look for that as a Christmas present to our listeners. That will be 
literally the last episode of the year 2020 for Ranger Command Power Hour. And I can't think of a better way to end this horrible nightmare year (laughs) (laughs) with with one of the most fun times i have recording the podcast yeah it's awesome i'm i'm stoked i'm really i think more blindsides and twists will happen this time than ever before oh my god it's it's gonna be the blindest twistiest season (laughs) of power rangers survivor ever and yeah i love that we're not basing it on a particular season yeah, me too. This might go off the rails real quickly, hey. but it's going to be a roller coaster, and I'm <laughs> so here for it. Because I love roller coasters. Because it's it's unexpected for us too. We have no yeah. idea what's going on. So yeah. I love our reactions. Like I was watching our our last live stream that we did, and <laughs> oh God, it was just so much fun. So I really hope our listeners can tune in for the live stream. We really want to make this an interactive event for you all. I promise this will not be five hours that no, that was our whole goal is to (laughs) cut this down and streamline it and just make it entertaining and fun. So please join us on Saturday, December 19th, Doug, anything else you wanted to add or plug before we sign off? I would gladly plug. (laughs) Go ahead. The the stage is yours. Yeah, you can hear me all over the place. Uh, You can hear me on two other podcasts here on the 4-Eyed Radio Network. (laughs) (laughs) One, uh, if you like Pokemon things, you can hear me on a Pokemon podcast called Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast, where my co-host Kyle and I talk about Pokemon just as we feel like it. I believe um, when this drops, we should have just talked about or are about to talk about the uh, most recent episodes of Pokemon Journeys, which just Ooh. dropped on Netflix. They're really awesome. If you have never watched Pokemon before, this is actually an amazing season to to oh, or wow. series to jump in on. So we're we're covering that. Um, if you like Spider-Man things, I'm on a uh, show called Walloping Web Snappers, which is all about deep diving into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made where weekly we drop an episode every single week digging into something we're currently covering spider woman from 1979 which is equal parts wacky and awesome it's so good jessica drew is fantastic and the stories for that season or that series are just bonkers it's really fantastic you can also find extra stuff for walloping web snappers on our patreon at patreon.com slash walloping web snappers where we do all sorts of things check it out if all of the cards fall (laughs) into the right places you might actually hear some familiar voices from this sphere right here on Walloping Web Snappers at some point. Oh. I don't know. Stay tuned. Uh, uh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And all kinds of noises. Yeah. And then my co-host Derek and I for the Spider-Man podcast are also working our way through the Pixar canon. So once a month, um, actually when this episode, I believe that we're recording drops, I think I can say tomorrow we will drop an episode about Monsters, Inc., Um, So we we cover one episode every month and we're just sort of tracking because Derek hasn't seen all the Pixar movies and, Mm -hmm. and I'm like a big Pixar fan. Um, We're sort of walking through the whole history of Pixar through the movies, which is exciting. Um, Are you going to do the Pixar shorts at some point? We aren't really sure. We haven't really decided what to do with the Pixar shorts because there are some Pixar shorts that are all 
part of other universes and then some Pixar shorts that are just their own thing. So I'm not really sure. I mean, we're doing once okay. a month, so this this podcast will last at least a couple years <laughs> on that schedule. <laughs> so we got plenty of time to figure that out, but right, we'll see. Cool. I'm not really sure. Cool. Yeah. And then finally, um, I have a podcast with my friends Vicky and Katie where we catch up on everything that we are reading and playing video game wise um, and watching. It's just like a general entertainment catch up nice. where we do like a monthly book club. So if you're a reader and you are looking for recommendations on books, um, we are often looking for sci-fi and fantasy, but also queer and underrepresented stories. So that's kind of what we do over there. So you can find me all over the place. <laughs> Doug is a busy guy, and uh, <laughs> we will have links to all of his amazing content in the show notes for this episode, and we just want to thank everyone for tuning in. So, Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph. Ranger Command Power Hour, all one word on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, once again, thank you to our amazing patrons like Doug, and as well as anyone who used our affiliate link for Amazon over Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Uh, very much appreciated. We thank you for supporting the podcast. And yeah, just a reminder, review us if you can. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcast, if you're on Podchaser, We've got all those links at rangercommand.com. So, Doug, I cannot wait for yeah. Saturday the 19th. This is going to be awesome. Yes. Let us know who you're rooting for now that you know the cast. Yes, you know the cast. This episode is out there. And when we drop this episode, it's it's a week. It's a week from when we <laughs> drop this episode. So yeah. let us know. We're going to be hyping the week. We're, we might do some team reveals, but... Uh, we will have a lot of good stuff that week uh, to hype up the live stream. So please join us if you can. If not, uh, stay tuned because we will also have that episode of the podcast in podcast form. So sound the survivor horn because we are gearing up for Power Rangers Survivor 5, The Void. So See you then. See you then. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at Ranger Command Power Hour. Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks by pledging you are helping us make our show even better go to patreon.com slash ranger command ph to learn more thanks for listening